Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow Locked On Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Bobby Marks of Yahoo Sports published his list of the top free agent shooting guards. Clocking in at number two, Contavious Caldwell Pope. And my gut reaction was, wow, number two. That's really high. You know, I hadn't really sorted through all the all the potential free agents by position. Uh, if you've listened to the show, you have an idea of what I think of KCP as a free agent. We'll get more into it a little bit on this episode. Uh, but number two, wow, that just seems pretty high. Uh, and then I looked at the list, and I think KCP should be number one. Uh, here was uh, Bobby Marks's top five. Number one, Dwayne Wade. Number two, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Number three, J.J. Redick. Number four, Tim Hardaway Jr. Number five, Dion Waiters. I think it's pretty clear by the time you get to Dion Waiters, if if you didn't already tell from Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, that it gets down pretty quick. That it's these top three guys, uh, maybe in part just based on name recognition, and then everybody else. Uh, so let's start at number one. Let's talk about Dwayne Wade. Uh, he has a player option for next season for $23.8 million with the Bulls. He might exercise that. He might not. He's been pretty vague about it. He's essentially said he needs to see the direction of the team. Unfortunately for him, he's going to have to decide in June. The, the offseason doesn't really get rolling until July. I suppose it's possible the Bulls trade Jimmy Butler before that or you know, send indications that they'll trade Jimmy Butler, which maybe they did a little bit at their press conference today. But Wade wants to see more. He's waiting. He wants to know what's out there. And so maybe he'll be a free agent, maybe he won't. And when I say KCP should be number one, that's not a prediction that Wade's going to opt in. I'm not basing it on that. This is based on Wade being a free agent. I'm not looking for a cop-out here. But here's why. Dwayne Wade is 35 years old. 35. And I think this is the problem we run into when ranking free agents, especially people who make these lists. And I'm not singling out Bobby Marks because a lot of lists will have Dwayne Wade number one. That's, this is just the list I happen to see right now. But it's not who's the best player right now. You're not getting the player right now. You're getting the player for the following season. You're trying to figure out who's going to be the best player in, in 2017-18, in 2018-19, in 2019-20, and beyond. You know, whatever that length of the contract is. Dwayne Wade is 35. He was pretty good for a lot of this year. He was helpful to the Bulls, providing a reasonably efficient scoring at high volume, not being too much of a defensive liability. Like, he had value. I'm not sure he had that much value on court commensurate with his salary. You know, have a salary in the $20 million range. It might not have been that much production. But he also has a big name and, you know, theoretically could have stepped up in the playoffs he's done that the last few years didn't really happen to this big degree this year although he had he had at least one game where he was just awesome so you're you're paying for some different things with Dwayne Wade but even with all of that said like how good is he going to be next year how good is KCP going to be next year I think KCP was probably better than Dwayne Wade this year but it's close it's close I don't want to argue about that but who's going to be better next year I'm absolutely betting on KCP. Players Dwayne Wade's age drop off suddenly all the time. 
suddenly and dramatically. You don't always remember it because a lot of those players fall out of the league. That's what skews our interpretation of age. The players who age and handle it well and stay in the league and stay on the court, that's who you see. That's why you think players can regularly play into their mid-30s, some even into their late 30s. It's because the ones who fall so significantly, who fall completely out of the league, they're off the radar. Other players Dwayne Wade's age include Deshaun Stevenson, Luke Ridenauer, Smush Parker, Darius Miles, Jason Capono, Jared Jeffries, Luke Jackson, Jarvis Hayes, Drew Gooden, Francisco Garcia, Gilbert Arenas, Zizigana Jop. Like, these are his peers. When you talk about players that age, you have to consider them, even though they're not in the NBA anymore. There's a reason they're not in the NBA anymore. It's because they're no longer good enough. Jose Calderon had a few moments. He's clearly slipped significantly. He is clearly not the same player. It's the guys who've fallen out of the league who are who are no longer able to compete at all in the NBA uh, who need to factor into the equation. And that, that needs to be the baseline for Dwayne Wade. Obviously, he's declining from a higher peak. That's why he's still playing. That's why he's still worthy of being in the league and even ranked the number one free agent on some on some rankings like this one. But who do you want over the next two years? Do you want Dwayne Wade or do you want Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's just 24? I don't know if Contavious Caldwell-Pope's going to get better than he is right now, but I can't really see him getting worse because of athleticism over the next few years. And yes, contract length matters. But would you rather have Dwayne Wade for the next one year or Contavious Caldwell-Pope for the next four? I'd rather have KCP for the next four, and that's regardless of the cost. You know, or at least cost being equal, I'll say. Cost being equal. Now, if I could get Dwayne Wade at the minimum for one year, KCP at the max for four, that's a different discussion. But that's not going to happen unless you're maybe the Cavs. That's, those, that's what Dwayne Wade is weighing. I'm not sure he can get another big offer like the player option salary he has with the Bulls, but maybe he would take less to go somewhere he wants to go if the Bulls are going in a different direction. The number three player on that list, J.J. Redick, he's 33. Now, at one point during the season, I might have said Redick belonged number one on the free agent shooting guard list. I'm a big J.J. Redick fan. Uh, he really came into his own under Stan Van Gundy. Uh, it was a great case of player development. I don't know how much credit Stan Van Gundy deserves. I know J.J. Redick deserves a lot for really transforming himself. People who remember J.J. Redick for being the brash chucker he was at, at Duke, they're missing out because this guy learned how to play. He's not Jimmer Fredette who, who is still chucking away even though that wasn't going to translate to the NBA. He's not Adam Morrison. He learned how to play. He learned how to fit into a system offensively and defensively provide value without dominating the ball. I really like his game. Here's the problem. To me, and it, it's hard for me to pinpoint why, because his numbers weren't you know, jaw-droppingly bad or anything, but in the playoffs this year, he just looked old to me. He just looked like everything was a little bit more of a struggle. Coming around screens, getting open, defending, all those things that he's so good at, they just seemed harder to him. He just seemed a little bit more out of sorts. 
And that would concern me a lot. He's 33. Again, this is not about what he's done. Dwayne Wade, obviously such a better career than KCP has had, probably than KCP will have. And you know what? I think there's a decent chance the same thing is true for J.J. Redick. I'm a big fan of what J.J. Redick has done. But that doesn't always translate to what he'll do. With KCP, with his age, we're talking about what he'll do. When you sign somebody to a contract, you're getting their future. I can't say that enough. People lose sight of that. Teams lose sight of it. I think the Hawks have lost sight of it, or at least did, with Paul Millsap. To pay him at his age, to pay him through his 30s, to pay him a max contract, that's tough. That's tough to justify. There's going to be some negative downside on that, most likely. Every once in a while, you sign a player to this big contract through their 30s, and it doesn't backfire. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you know it's going to backfire, but you need his production early in the contract because you can't afford to lose him. That was always my case for keeping Ben Wallace. When the Pistons let Ben Wallace go to the Bulls by not offering him a big enough contract, I thought that was a mistake. Not necessarily because Ben Wallace was going to be worth the contract, but because the Pistons were a championship contender. They were so good, they couldn't afford to lose Ben Wallace. Yeah, it might hurt on the back end, but their window was open. And maybe I was right, maybe I wasn't. We'll never know what would have happened. Wallace slipped significantly. He declined rapidly. But he maybe still would have been helpful. Maybe he would have made the difference in the Pistons winning another title. You know, we'll never know. But that's not the issue facing the Hawks with Paul Millsap. That's not the issue facing the Bulls with Dwayne Wade. Although the, the Dwayne Wade one is in his hands with the option. It might be the Clippers situation with with J.J. Redick. If they bring back Chris Paul, who has his own story that fits right into this, Chris Paul's the type of player I'd bet on bucking the curve if there's anybody who can buck it. Uh, But it's always dangerous to bet against the odds. But if the Clippers bring back Chris Paul, if they bring back Blake Griffin, that's a team that could be a championship contender. Then maybe you have to pay up for J.J. Redick. But there are some big concerns that come with signing Wade with signing Redick that don't come with KCP. And I think enough teams will realize that, and I think that's why KCP is going to get a Big Macs offer. And if you've been listening to this podcast before, you know I would match that. Whatever it takes to keep him, there's no recourse, there's no mechanism to replace him. The Pistons would not have the same amount of cap space to get somebody else. So you take KCP, you pay the salary, you pay what it takes. It might not be the most pleasant thing. But if you look at the other options out there, you can see why keeping him is so important. You can follow Lockdown Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening.